Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Thrive, where we get answers from top leaders, fathers, mothers, coaches, preachers, and teachers in all walks of life and the action they took to take practical knowledge and turn it into applicable wisdom. Today, we have on the podcast with us Kellen Thomas. Kellen works at Just Hoops and is a trainer there in Columbus, Ohio, and a former Division I point guard at Kent State for three years and then redshirted one year, um, scored over 1,000 points. Um, was captain both his junior and senior seasons, and then finished at IUPUI, where he was 14th in the nation for free throw percentage, shooting 90% from the line, and earned honorable mention. So we've got we've got a dog with us today. <laughs> and you still it. play overseas, right, Kellen? Yes, yes. I uh, recently played in Germany. Uh, I got back. Uh, that was my second year. I got back in March, and um, just depending on how everything's going with the COVID stuff, and uh, we'll see how next year goes. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, what do you like to do, a couple interesting things about you. Uh, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Grew up there, was there all my life. Um, I'm actually from a pretty big family. So I have uh, three older sisters, um, lots of aunts, uncles, cousins, and stuff like that. So I'm pretty big on family. Um, free time is also uh, obviously just basketball, training sports, um, watching, you know, movies and stuff. So, I mean, I like to kind of hang out and chill as much as I can. And uh, so not much okay. interesting. Nice. That's that's about where I am too. Lots of movies, lots of basketball. Right. Exactly. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to asking you your quest, these questions and getting to know a little bit um, about some leadership lessons you've learned. Um, so we'll start with number one. What is the greatest leadership lesson you've ever learned? Uh, greatest leadership lesson I ever learned. Uh, I, I, I'll probably give you probably two. So my, the first one, um, someone told me, and um, it is you need to surround yourself with leaders and other people that have either been in your position that you're looking for or someone that can help you get there. So that's a really good leadership uh, quality that someone, you know, told me. Another one is kind of one I kind of lived through and it's uh, probably failures is a stepping stone to success. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like the first one would be mentor, more like finding a mentor, right? For sure. Yeah. So I think it's How have you put that into action? Have you found a couple mentors in your life? Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, so it was very important for me to kind of follow someone or someone give me kind of the groundwork on where to go to. Um, and so I think for as far as a mentor or finding somebody, I think it is closer than you kind of expect where, you know, that's that small thing you're looking for to get better at. You're probably, you probably already have somebody in your life that can help you get there. It's about, you know, reaching out. And so for me, it was um, not necessarily sports and basketball. It was more of out, what do I need to do outside of that and to, make myself a better person. And so when I reached out to someone, it was um, actually someone, I actually trained his daughter. And so he, he's not a sports guy, he's, he's not a coach or anything. And so like, he kind of mentored me in a way um, in different areas of life where I never got that before. And it was actually great. That's awesome, that's awesome. Number two, what books have you read that every leader should read? Uh, this is a really good one. Um, so I've read, it's called Kingdom Man by Tony Evans. Um, and obviously, you know, if you're a woman, he has Kingdom Woman too. Um, but for me, Kingdom Man was great. It was a great book. It actually has a movie that goes along with it too. 
Um, but it really just talked about the qualities of a man that you need that not, it's not always talked about. It also talks about um, how you should carry yourself, your alignment with Christ and different steps that you need to and need to understand as far as your journey and your walk in life. That's really good. Um, what, is there any other ones besides the Bible or is that, that your one pick is the King of Man? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course the Bible. Yeah. But the, like I said, the book by Tony Evans, Kingdom Man is a really, really good one. Um, I I've read, yeah, I've read a couple books by Tony yeah. Evans. So. Yeah. I think our church did that uh, a while back and I was, I wasn't a man yet. I was still in like eighth grade when they did it or what, but I'll have to put that on my list. That's really good. Number three, what are you learning right now? What am I learning? I'm learning to be present. Um, so that's one thing that I don't really have a lot of, as far as like regrets of how things went in life. Um, but I do have kind of one things that I wish I could change and that's being present and being in the moment. And it's so hard to do with everything going on. As far as you're trying to prepare, you're trying to do things uh, to get yourself to the next level, the next step in your life, the next opportunity, whatever it is. Um, but sometimes you miss being present. And I think uh, being present and being more intentional are things that I am definitely working on and trying to do better at. So how have you implemented that, especially with COVID and not getting to go play probably overseas? So that's your job right now. I know you're training at Just Hoops, but how have you implemented that when your whole career is still going and then that's not available right now? Right. And it's actually uh, very interesting to think about. And so during, you know, COVID and everything, um, I kind of realized that I wasn't being present and wasn't being in the moment and where I was supposed to be as far as my thinking patterns. Um, so, you know, me being a, a Division One college athlete, me playing overseas, I spent a lot of time away from my family and spent a lot of time with, you know, teammates, coaches and stuff like that, which is great. But now that I sit back and, you know, seeing my nieces grow up or seeing, you know, family functions and stuff like that, I always think about how, how much time I missed. And I'm not saying I regret with anything that I've done, but I do think that there are some times where I am with my family or I am with my nieces and my mind's uh, other places. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I kind of just, like I said, honestly being more intentional. So that's, you know, calling family members more. It's doing, you know, keeping myself reminded of what is important and not losing sight of, you know, my main purpose. And that's to, you know, serve Christ and stuff like that. So I don't want to not be in the present, be in the moment and miss those things and opportunities. So this is kind of a side question off of number three of what you're learning. But for me, since this is more a personal question, because I'm trying to figure it out with COVID and everything, I'm graduating next year with a job, right? I'm thinking of future careers. I really don't know what I would want to do. How, what percentage, is there a percentage that I should be in the moment, but I should also be focusing on the future? Like, is there, how do you manage that to realize, oh, it's kind of like investing. You've got to think long-term, but live in the present. Right. So like, what, what is your take on that? Is there a percentage? Is there a way to live in the present, but also kind of focus on your future? Of course. Um, so, I mean, God calls us to prepare, you know, right. Um, but he also only calls us to do what he asks us to do each day. So that's one thing that I have started to look at where I do try to prepare. I do try to make smart decisions with my money. I do try to, you know, plan stuff out as far as, you know, what am I going to do the weekend, you know, stuff like that. So I do think it is important to plan 
and to make smart decisions. But I don't think God calls us to worry about something. So for example, if you're worrying about, will I have a job or will there even be a, you know, a job in my field or something like that? Well, that's just an opportunity to pray about it. And so you can only do, you're only asked to do what you can do. So God is, is asking you to walk so much and then he's taking you the rest of the way. So if it is, you know, putting out a resume and then hoping to see what happens after that, well, you've done your job of putting out the resume and fulfilling your hours of, you know, internship or reaching out to somebody else. Um, but at that moment of time, once you've done everything you can do, that's when you go to God and that's when you go to Christ and pray about what are the next steps you need to do. So for me, I try to map out what, what can I do and then what can I prepare myself for God to take me to do. So a lot of it was basketball in my career. So I remember on, when I first started, I would kind of stress about finding a job overseas and dealing with agents and stuff like that. And I remember when I reached out to probably over 300, 400 different agents, different teams in Europe and stuff like that. And I wasn't getting pretty much any responses. And that was a stressful time in my life. Um, and I remember um, actually at the time, it was you know, one of my family members and they said, you need to control, you know, what you can, can control. And at that time, I was working out with uh, Coach Nathan every day at Just Hoops. Um, and I was, I was still email coaches and everything like that because that's what, that was something I was able to do. But I knew if I worked out, if I stayed ready, that once I got the call or if I did get a call, that I would be ready. So I stopped stressing about all those things, and I just put all that time into praying. And so, honestly, during that time is I fasted. And that was the first time in my life I've ever fasted. Um, and this is actually a really cool story. So um, I fasted for about almost close to a month as far as, you know, different stuff and different diets that I ate, you know, cutting out meat and stuff like that. And so I remember at the time um, I was not happy with the results. And I just, and I told myself, okay, now I'm going to fast even more. So I actually decided to not even eat for a whole 24 hours. And this was two days straight. And so going on that 24 hours, I, I was feeling so weak. I couldn't really, you know, I almost wanted to give up. And I remember um, I was going to the mall. And during the mall, I got an email from a uh, coach in Germany. And this was right before I was getting ready to give up. Um, so it kind of just let me know right there that if I do everything I can do, even when I get all the way to the edge, God can push you all the way, you know, where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just important that we do everything we can. I think it's important that we intentionally seek to do everything we can. Because sometimes you think you're doing everything you can, but until you take that whole 24 hours of not eating, that's what, you know, really yep. pushes you over the edge. So, I mean, that's um, probably my advice to, you know, what you're going through is, of course, plan and do everything you need to do, but also pray that God gives you, you know, another opportunity to take that above and beyond. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome example. Thank you. So number four, how has failure impacted your life in leadership? Uh, like I said before, I think yeah. failure is a stepping stone to success. So I pretty much think I failed in almost every area of my life. Um, and not saying that in a bad way, but I think I failed in sports. I think I failed with my family and creating relationships. I think I failed, you know, other places. And I think the failure allows, allowed me to see where I can do better. And it also allowed me to know that um, I'm not as big as I thought I was. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, growing up, 
like I said, I was always pretty solid at basketball. Um, I cared about rankings. I cared about all that stuff. I cared about going to college. And I kind of got a little bit into myself a little bit. And so that's a, that failure allowed me to realize that I was not um, this big person I thought I was. You know, at the age of, you know, sixth grade and stuff like that, I, I could have swore I was going to the NBA. But, you know, like mm -hmm. I said, that's just one of those failure things where I'm kind of glad that, you know, I didn't make it and think big-headed of myself, and that way I can correct some things that need to be corrected. Mm -hmm. And that goes with all areas of my life. I think, like I said, I think I failed with – missing out on opportunities to see my family and stuff like that. And so now I'm, I'm being a better family member. I'm being a better guy that I need to be. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So number five, what have you done that I should do? What have I done? Um, one thing I have done that I highly suggest you do is surround yourself with people that are of like-minded of you and that are pushing you to be better. Um, so I have, a group of friends that I can talk to about anything. Um, and that's me being, you know, completely real, completely raw, everything. And um, it's, it helps me get things off my chest, but it also helped me get a godly perspective of things. Mm -hmm. And so that's really helped me push, push me to be, you know, better than what I am yesterday. And um, so I highly suggest you find a group of people where you can be honest, honest with, and that you can help each other grow. And uh, I think that's a big part of people's success. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I'm still, still working on that. I think I got one or two, but we yeah. nice to get. I think my dad always told me there's, you can get five, you can get a whole hand of five yeah. people that you can, I think he and other people that I've talked to are in the older age, 50, 60, I've just now found people yeah. to like five people to surround themselves with that aren't so like-minded because you don't want exactly who thinks like you. But, of course. But yeah, that's really good advice. So where have you gone that I should go? Where have I gone? Um, I can't give you a specific place, but I, I suggest that you go somewhere that people are not in the same as blessed as you are. Mm -hmm. um, me, um, with my, my other job outside of Just Hoops, um, there are people that come in there that have rough backgrounds. They have, you know, issues they dealt with. And it kind of lets me see things from a different perspective as far as, you know, my little complaints that I have is nothing compared to them. So, uh, it's like I said, as far as a place, maybe, you know, maybe like a shelter, someone were, you know, a little bit less fortunate. Um, and I think it allow you to see that everybody deals with something. You know what I mean? So regardless of how big or small it is to you, it's big in their life. So whatever is big in your life that you're dealing with might be small to somebody else, but to you, it's big. Um, and it kind of just lets you sympathize and it kind of lets you be there for someone else. So I think that you definitely should seek out opportunities or places that um, you can kind of see different perspectives, help out, you know, serve your purpose of being that light to someone else. Mm -hmm. I think that's, of the people I've interviewed, that's not in the same words, but that's then the reoccurring one of them was go somewhere where it's hard to get to and then go to where there's people less fortunate than you. So that's, where, what other job did you work that you had an opportunity to do that? Uh, right now, I'm actually a um, production manager at a packaging company in Newark, Ohio. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Nice. So number seven, what are three truths that you see to appear evident in your life 
uh, let's see. Uh, first and foremost, I think um, Christ died for me on the cross. That's definitely number one. I think the second truth is I know I'm not perfect and I know that I can't do this, everything I'm doing without God. And my last one is truth would be that each day God gives you enough grace to handle that day. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? What I mean is like, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, but I, I will say that there's so much that's on your plate that God only gives you enough to handle for that day. So if you're worrying about tomorrow, if you're stressed about yesterday, well, God's only giving you enough to handle today. So you need to focus on today and what you can do today. So I do believe that that is a truth. That's good. Number eight, if there's one piece of advice you could give my generation, what would it be? And I know we're like, I think you 27, 28, 27. Yes. So we're, we're in the same generation, but it is still, very evident that our generation needs some advice. And I know you just being older and wiser than I, what advice do you have for our generation, but for me as well too, I guess. My advice would be to find your purpose. And if you are a believer in Christ, your purpose is to serve others, serve the purposes of God. So I think for me, like I said, for me, especially growing up, um, I was very into myself, not like I said, not in a very negative way, but I was into myself of trying to have myself succeed. And I think that kind of let, led me to my failures. Um, so I, my suggestion would to be to the generation that we're in and everybody else coming up is to worry about serving others and to be a team player on God's team. So if you can do that, then I guarantee you that it'll help other people out and it'll help yourself out along the way. Mm, that's awesome. That's really good. Um, how, how do you think we could act on that advice? Cause like my dad and, and pastors would tell me that our purpose is we, we know our purpose as Christians to serve Jesus and be yes. an example to know Christ and to make him known. That's our church's, uh, statement, right? So how do we, if that's our purpose, if you say everyone's find their purpose, yeah. are, you, are you kind of saying like find their vocation or if like they're calling, I'm guessing? Like, how would we act on that? Yeah, and I think, I think it starts by being genuine. If you, if you are who you say you are, you can walk everything you're talking. And so it's, it is hard to not be into yourself. It is hard to not want to see yourself succeed and see others succeed more than you do. But I think it's important that if you intentionally seek that, that it will, you will understand the goodness that God has for you. And I think that starts by knowing God's word. So mm -hmm. if you know his word and, and if you're a follower of that, then it allows you to know the truths of it. And so the truth is a blessing doesn't stop in you. So if you're asking to get, you know, a million dollars, you know, God probably won't do it if you're going to, you know, be greedy about it. Mm -hmm. But if that blessing flows through you and you do stuff for someone else, well, that's how, you know, you're serving others. So God can bless you when you're helping others. And then, like I said, if you know the truth to that, that's what keeps everything going. And that's how you're serving others. And that's how you're finding your identity and your purpose. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So those were the eight questions. So now I'm going to go into lightning round. All right. Okay. So off the top of your head, just give me the best answer you can. If you could put a quote on a billboard for everyone to read, what would it say? Uh, okay. 
talk with your feet, not your mouth. So kind of goes back to the good. I've never heard that. That's good. Kind of goes back to the quote, you know, your actions speak loud in words and faith without works is dead. So don't just talk about it, be about it. Talk with your feet, not with your mouth. That's good. I'll have to write that one down. If you could go back and give your 20 year old self one word to focus on, what would it be? So it, that was seven years ago, let's say 15, right? As you're going into high school, maybe what one word would you tell yourself to focus on? Humility. Humility. humility obedience. Mm-hmm. Why would it be that? Why? Why would it be humility? Like I said, humility is just because I'm not as good as I thought. I'm not, I'm, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Obedience is, um, like I said, don't talk about it, be about it. If you, if you obey the word, uh, the words of Christ, well, then that's your, you're serving your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's only, you know, two ways. It's the world's way or God's way. You got to mm-hmm. choose. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then the last one for lightning round, what, uh, the, ep- the episode, the podcast called thrive. So what one daily action helps you thrive every day in your life? I start my mornings off with just reading, um, the Bible or reading verses or listening to, uh, um, devotionals. So I think that's what helps me keep myself grounded. And, uh, it makes me, I did that intentionally because I normally used to do it at night, but then a lot of things that I found was I would read something at night that I really needed during that day. Yes. I started, I like to start my days during doing that. And then also, like I said, I have that group of people that's around me, my group of friends and more times than not, we either FaceTime or call each other or text each other or through, even throughout the day about all these things that, you know, we're reading and then we're listening to, and then it kind of helps us push each other. So I would say intentionally start my, uh, my day off with God, let him lead it. And then asking him for all the, the grace and the wisdom and the guidance that I need throughout that day. Mm-hmm. That's a reoccurring theme is the, the morning routine. I think I'm five for five that everyone says in one routine. So that's, that's really good. Um, and then the last question I have is, is there someone else you know that I should know or that I'd benefit from asking these questions to? Oh, for sure. Um, definitely Brad Niley. You know, Brad, mm-hmm. he would be a good one. There's another, there's another guy that I went to school with. His name is uh, Dev Manley that, um, He's actually really good. Him and I and your father, actually, we do the Bible studies on, you know, during the week. So mm-hmm. he's definitely a good Dev, one. That you, Dev Manley? Yeah. Yes. Dev Manley. Awesome. Would you reach out to him on my behalf, possibly, to interview? Of course, yes. Awesome. Awesome. And then the last one, it's more of a statement, but if I could add any value to your life, please do not hesitate to reach out or call. Of course. Same to you. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate all your insight and everything you had to share. Oh, no problem. Thank you, Rye. Absolutely. Have a wonderful night. You too. Thanks. I just want to say thank you again to Coach Callan Thomas for allowing me the opportunity to interview him for the podcast. I took away a lot of key points, um, like trying to be present in all that we do understanding humility and then um, my favorite quote of course was the title of the episode was walk or talk with your feet not with your mouth which is really good go in action which is the whole point of the podcast to take the stuff um, and figure out a way to apply it in our own lives if you the listener have anyone you think i should ask these questions to my information is in the bio um if there's anything else i can do for you for the week 
please let me know. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Thrive. We'll see you next time.